Marinero, the sick podcast. I spoke with an NHL scout a couple of days ago about a Montreal Canadiens prospect. He gave me his opinion. He disagreed with the opinion of many, but now one of the best players in the National Hockey League has weighed in. What did he have to say? Two different opinions. Who will be right? Only time will tell. We'll discuss it. And one Montreal Canadian is on pace to pick up the same amount of points as one NHL player who's gone on to have a pretty good career. Who am I talking about? I talk about those subjects coming up on the Sick Podcast. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast after watching Italy fail to qualify for a second straight World Cup. Chances are I'm going to have a couple of these on the weekend and maybe uh, through the summer and probably when the World Cup actually takes place in Qatar starting on the 21st of December. Uh, pardon me, starting on the 21st of November and ending on the 18th of December. But anyway, maybe a little bit on that a little bit later. Uh, past 24 hours has not been easy on me. So the Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage. the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup. It's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Well, um, I went to Lacage several times now, and you know when is the next time I'm going to be going back? It's going to be on Saturday, March 26th, when the Montreal Canadiens host the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if you're looking for a place to watch the game, why not the best sports bar in the city, in the province, and arguably in the country? My favorite, Lacage. And I'm going to be at Lacage de Carry on Rue des Jockeys. And I'm going to be there with our sick team behind the scenes, producers and contributors and reporters and writers and everything. And so if you're looking for a place to watch the game, uh, come out. We're going to have some prizes and you'll get to meet us and hang out with us. And you want to RSVP, which you should, because chances are it's going to be sold out. You should do so by calling Lacage de Carry as soon as you can. All right. Okay. Let's talk about the Montreal Canadiens who on Thursday night lost to the uh, Florida Panthers. And once again, it was a very close and it was a very entertaining game. A game that saw the Montreal Canadiens lose by a score of four to three. Uh, a game that saw Marty St. Louis pull his goalie with five minutes left down a couple of goals. And for whatever reason, there's some criticism uh, in terms of that coaching decision. Folks, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. For If you're criticizing the move, what's the problem here? They are arguably the worst team in the National Hockey League or the second worst team in the National Hockey League or the third, whichever way you want to see it. Okay. They're one of the worst, the three worst teams in the National Hockey League. All right. Uh they're not making the playoffs. That's it. Forget about it. It's over. So what do you have to lose? You're down a couple of goals. There's five minutes left and you want to go up by two men uh, because you need two goals. I don't get it. Uh, had he not done it, 
we would have said, why didn't he do it? They're not making the playoffs. They're one of the worst teams. And is he scared to give up an empty net goal? So uh, for that, I tip my hat. If anything, if there's uh, some criticism, look, the Canadians got caught with too many men on the ice again last night. Uh, so they were pushing to tie the game. And unfortunately, uh, they took a penalty for too many men on the ice. I think it's the second one in the last week or whatever it is. Folks, it's normal. You have a head coach who's told you himself that he doesn't have a lot of coaching experience, as you know, and he's going to make mistakes. And sometimes the game goes a little bit fast and stuff like that. And when it happens in a lost season, it doesn't matter. It's a learning experience and it's a growing experience. But anyway, so that's out of the way. And what I wanted to talk to you about more so than anything else today is that the Canadians acquired Justin Barron and a second round pick from the Colorado Avalanche in return for Arturi Lekkinen, of course, on Monday, which was trade deadline day back on the 21st. And I spoke with a scout a couple of days ago and uh, I asked him about Barron. And the scout said to me, he said, he said, I, I, you know, I think some people are pumping Barron's tires too much. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. He's a very good skater. Um, he has good size. He has an NHL profile. But he is, he has average puck skills. Uh, he's not overly physical, and he'll be a second-pairing defenseman, maybe a four. And I thought that was interesting, and I said, okay, you know what? Even if Justin Barron turns out to be a four for the next decade, and Arturi Lekkinen was on your third line and might be on a fourth line within a couple of years from now, and is an RFA with arbitration rights and was probably going to get 3.75 times four years or whatever it is, and he ends up on the fourth line within a couple of years, that would be a contract that you would regret. So if you can get a number four for 10 years, who, of course, at the beginning of his career will be on an entry level and then won't be making that money until five or six years down the line, it seems to me that that would be pretty good. But hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Christopher Latang um, tells a member of the media on his podcast that... Sidney Crosby went up to him and told him a defenseman like Justin Barron, you don't trade a defenseman like that. Now, Sidney Crosby would know a thing or two about Justin Barron. Why? Well, because Justin Barron is a Halifax, Nova Scotia boy. And you know that Sidney Crosby is a Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia boy. Also because they trained together in the off season, be it on ice be it off ice, and um, he knows a thing or two about Barron in that regard. Uh, should be pointed out that uh, Barron also played for the Halifax Mooseheads, of course, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for the last four years. So Sid would probably know a few people who saw Justin Barron play more than his share of games. And um, so, you know, is Sidney Crosby just saying that because uh, he's going to bat for a fellow Nova Scotian? Maybe. Is he saying that because he trains with him in the offseason and so there's a personal friendship there? Maybe. Or maybe he saw him play the seven games with Canada at the World Junior Under-20 Championships. Or maybe it's when he saw him in training, he saw that this guy trains very seriously and very 
very professionally and that when he, he plays hockey, he plays really good and that he's a real good skater. Anyway, so for now, it, it's it's one scout versus one of the best players in the National Hockey League, arguably one of the greatest of all time. I have him at number three on my list of players that I've seen in my lifetime. So um, I never watched, I never saw Bobby Orr play, okay? So I'll have Gretzky at one, Lemieux at two, and Sidney Crosby at three. That's my top three list. So it's encouraging. Sidney Crosby, to go up to one of his teammates to tell him, Colorado's going to regret that. You don't trade a defenseman like Justin Barron. That's pretty positive. All right, so that's the good news for this Friday. The other piece of good news, there's a Montreal Canadian that's producing at the same rate as another player. As a matter of fact, the player that you saw in Thursday night's hockey game, he plays for the Florida Panthers, and he was arguably the best player on the ice. His name, Jonathan Huberdeau. So listen to this. This is pretty scary. Jonathan Huberdeau, after four years in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, made his way into the National Hockey League. Of course, he was drafted third overall in his draft year. So he starts his NHL career with the Florida Panthers. He's been with the same team. And in 48 games, 14 goals, 17 assists, 31 points. Cole Caulfield, in his rookie season, in one game more, one goal less, one assist more, the same amount of points. Now, what has Jonathan Huberdeau gone on to do? Well, I'll talk to you about the last four years in particular. 92 points, 78 points, 61 points in 55 games, and 88 points thus far this season. You know, it's not easy to score goals and pick up points in your rookie season. I think Joe Thornton had picked up like five points in his rookie season, went on to have a pretty good career. Speaking of which, I know we're not in the playoffs yet, and there's a bunch of teams and a bunch of players I'd like to see win the Stanley Cup. But if you were to ask me today, on Friday, March 25th, Tony, more so than any other team, who would you like to see win the Stanley Cup in 2022? I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers. Why? Because Aaron Ekblad has had a pretty good career. Jonathan Huberdeau has had a pretty good career. Sasha Barkov has had a pretty good career. Ben Sherratt is there. Um, Claude Giroux is now there. Joe Thornton is a part of that organization as well. I couldn't think of more deserving players to win a Stanley Cup. They've had it tough in Florida. They went to one Stanley Cup final in their first year in the National Hockey League, I believe it was, or, or, or maybe a couple of years in. And they got swept by the Colorado Avalanche. I think it was a couple of years in. They got swept by the Colorado Avalanche in four games. And in the last two seasons, they've watched their arch rival, Tampa Bay Lightning, win the Stanley Cup back-to-back champs. So today, I'll tell you, more so than any other team, I'd love to see the Florida Panthers win the Stanley Cup. It'd also be another reason to go to Florida on vacation and uh, take in the parade. Why not? Marinero, if Florida wins the Cup or there's a player on the Panthers that you like, like a Jonathan Huberdeau, you want his jersey, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise. Marination is one of them. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. And for manscaped.com, use code 620 and manscaped.com for 20% off on all of their items with free shipping 
And uh, that includes even the lawnmower number four, where you can, it's almost impossible to cut yourself if you're shaving the right way with that groomer and that trimmer, of course. All right. I'll end it with this, a quick note on the Canadians men's national team and on the Azuri, the Italian national soccer team who played a World Cup qualifying game, the Italians did, in Palermo, Sicily yesterday. Sixth ranked team defending Euro Cup champions versus North Macedonia, who I think was ranked 67th. Italy, I think, took the opponent for granted, wasn't as prepared as they should have been. They did have the ball 70% of the game. The shots were 34 or 32 to 4 but for Italy, but actually 4 to 2 on target. So it's not a big difference there. But the big shot was Trogowski, uh, the striker, uh, for North Macedonia, uh, he made a count. Um, Tragoski, Alexander Tragoski, he made a count. A blast after Jorginho let up and he let him shoot. He looked at the referee and said, I think there's a handball. There was none. Donnarumma was a second let it, getting late to it anyway. Long story short, Italy did not execute in the final third. They were not creative in the final third. They didn't make good runs in the final third. They didn't take good shots in the final third. They didn't finish in the final third. And it hurts me because the Italian national team, of course, is very near and dear to my heart. This is the second straight World Cup that they don't qualify in. It won't be the same watching the World Cup without the Azuri. But at the same time, I have to say, as much as it hurts me to say it, I'll say it, that when you're playing at home in front of your fans versus North Macedonia and you have 95 minutes to score a goal and you don't, well, at that point, you deserve to lose. Also, you can say that this qualification, even though they could have advanced yesterday to have one more crack at it versus Portugal on Tuesday, it hurt that Jorginho missed two penalty kicks versus Switzerland in two games in World Cup qualifying and that they weren't able to score a goal versus Northern Ireland either. It hurts. As for the Canadians men's national team, it would have been great to see them win, but they didn't win. They lost by a score of one to nothing to Costa Rica. But I was so proud of them in the loss because uh, after 35 minutes, they were down a man and they pushed the pace and controlled the play, especially in the second half and were better than Costa Rica. Unfortunately, Lady Luck was not on their side. They hit a crossbar. They hit a post and they were close, but no cigar. Having said that, the first three teams in their group will qualify for the 2022 World Cup. Canada is in first, three points up on the States and Mexico. The fourth place team will have a playoff game. And it's Costa Rica right now, but Costa Rica is six points behind Canada. Let's just say Canada loses both games and Costa Rica wins both games. Canada still has a plus 13 goal differential and Costa Rica's got a plus two or whatever it is. I don't have the stats here in front of me. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm confident Canada will qualify for the 2022 World Cup. They're going to get to do it in front of their fans. At least I'm going to bet on it. I believe they will. They will win Sunday at BMO Field in Toronto versus Jamaica. And I guess as much as it hurts that the Italian national team is out, the one blessing in disguise is if they would have been in and Canada's going to be in, at that point, all the Italo Canadians are probably going to be 50-50 in terms of who they're cheering for, 75-25 maybe in, maybe in favor of Italy or more. Now, they will be 100% invested in the Canadians men's national team and only that national team. So guess what's going to happen this summer and in August, September, October, and November leading up to the 2022 World Cup in Qatar? 
all the Italo Canadians are going to buy one jersey and one jersey only, the jersey of the Canadians men's national team. And so that's the good that came out of all of this. Anyway, it's all good. Sidney Crosby says you don't trade a player like Justin Barron. Cole Caulfield in his rookie season is producing at the same rate as Jonathan Huberdeau, and it's the Canadians in the least Saturday night. Join me at La Cage de Carry. I look forward to seeing you. Tell all your friends about this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Sick Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. This podcast is sick. I'm Marinero. Marination, baby. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you. 